Last week we talked about how long will this pain last. And this week it's time to get you prepared to start walking out this thing called grief. If you're just starting on the journey and you're completely overwhelmed, or if you've been struggling to get a handle on what working through grief means, you're in the right place. The work is hard, but the work is necessary, and it is worth it. To help you determine your destination, there are things you must do. There is work required, so let's get you as ready as possible. Hey friend, welcome to the Grief to Great Day podcast. I'm Steph Cabanis, Southern by choice, wife, turtle triathlete, Jesus follower, and fellow traveler in the journey of grief. Right now you may be feeling like you're losing your mind. You might be surrounded by people, but feel all alone because not everyone understands the pain and sadness you're dealing with. You want to be the you you were before they died, but have no idea how to get there. I know because I've been there. So if you're ready to understand how grief affects you, rebuild your faith and take just one step towards healing, then get into a comfortable place, even if that's your bed right now, turn off all distractions and let's get started. Girl, there's hope for your future. Come on in the house and get to the couch. That's kind of where I am. (laughs) I hope this week has included more good days than bad ones. If yes, awesome. If no, then keep holding on. You will experience it. So my husband and I found out that we have COVID this week, but I made a commitment to release an episode every week. So I am hoping you will excuse this version of my voice. Today we're going to talk about the physical effects of grief on your body. This is where you start to understand that grief is not just an emotional sadness. It's a whole body experience. And I'm hoping that after you learn this, you'll be able to exhale a little bit from the worry that you are going crazy. We're not going to go deep into the weeds, but I do want to touch on a little bit of research specifically on what you may experience physically with grief. The goal is for you to be prepared to know that you're not alone and remind you how to take good care of yourself. It had been a couple months after Monica died that I experienced my first panic attack. I sat in a college gym that I had been to a million times, and I was there to watch a former neighbor and a young girl who was very close to Monica graduate from high school. We were sitting pretty high up and all seemed normal. A minute later, everything started going black. I got hot, my heart was racing, and I pictured myself falling down the bleachers to my death. It's dramatic sounding, I know, but I was losing control, and I thought I was having a heart attack. The mother of the graduate was sitting next to me, and she said, Steph, are you okay? I was not, but of course, I said, yes. I shut my eyes, and I just prayed. Immediately after Monica's death, I knew that I was in over my head. I felt overwhelmed and disoriented in my own life, in my own body. What I didn't know was that grief produced physical symptoms that added to my confusion. I really did have difficulty just catching my breath, but I thought that was just emotional. And if it was emotional, how could I not get a handle on this? That made me feel weak. 
I had to take a lot of those deep breaths that weren't really deep, but did require that I do them just to get a breath. And when I realized my chest was hurting, the idea of having a heart attack didn't really alarm me because it would have been okay for me not to be in this world. Now, I didn't actively contemplate suicide, but I would have been very agreeable if God wanted to take me to heaven. And it would have made more sense, actually, for that to happen. But then I kept on living, and that was surprising, too, because the amount of pain I experienced, I could not explain. But God, he placed so many great people in my path to help me on my journey. And one of them was a nurse practitioner at the hospital where I worked. She was the head of the end-of-life care coalition of Eastern North Carolina. That's a mouthful. And she invited me out for coffee. No pressure, no agenda. She just let me talk. Then she invited me into the world of end-of-life care. Initially, I was reluctant. I never asked to be a part of my situation. And I wanted no parts of this new reality. And I didn't want to be one of those people. But after a little bit of time, I gave in and became a member. And then a couple of years later, I was voted in as an officer. It was so good to be able to help others through what I was dealing with. But it was also incredibly helpful for me to learn about grief as something more than just being sad. That grief was a real thing, a big thing, and not something that only weak people got stuck in, which is where I saw myself. Grief truly does affect the physical body because the physical, emotional, spiritual, social, and every other ola is a part of who we are. And we are a whole being, not just the sum of those individual parts. Bear with me a little here because I can geek out on research, especially when it validates what I've experienced. Community grief support became my focus for my master's degree in public health. And that's a whole nother God-ordained situation I'll share later. But this research for the study I was required to conduct made me feel more normal. I interviewed professionals such as physicians, funeral home directors, grief support coordinators, and many who had experienced grief. Talking with these people validated that my own physical issues were real, including upset stomach, frequent colds, fatigue, those chest pains, and shortness of breath. It was a weird glimmer of hope for me to know that I was not alone in that. I really want to drive the point home here that when your person, your mom or your dad, grandmother or grandfather, your child, your sister or brother, your spouse or best friend, your go-to person in this world, when they died, your body, your physical body was affected. And knowing this will help you in the times you feel like you're going crazy because you can sit back and say, okay, this sucks, but it is a part of the grief process. A 2014 study in the Journal of American Medical Association's Internal Medicine showed that within 30 days of their partner's death, people aged 60 or older had more than twice the risk of a stroke or heart attack compared to people who hadn't suffered such a loss. That's 
very physical. That study followed a 2012 study in the American Heart Association's journal called Circulation that showed the danger of a heart attack was the highest in the first 24 hours after the death of a loved one. Grief affects your physical body. How can it not? Your immune system is taxed and weakened. So your identity, how you see, and how you function in the world, it's been changed. And your brain views this change as a threat to safety. And so your body is thrown into a stress response. And stress hormones are released and they flood your body. So picture this. If you were being chased by a bear, you would run for your life. Now to your brain, grief is producing the same fight or flight response. You have panic and anxiety and fear. You might feel confused, disoriented, or in a fog. And you'll probably feel that your loss is unique and that no one understands, which makes it important to talk to someone. And especially in these COVID times, the idea of not saying goodbye, of not being able to be there to see or touch the one you love as they are leaving this earth makes that stress response even greater and it complicates the grief process. So how does this information help you right now? It helps because you now know that some of the things you're experiencing it's grief. It's not just you being emotional. And if you didn't know that grief was a real thing, a real hard process, you know now. It helps you be less confused when you have these symptoms, which helps you feel a little less weak and a little more in control. It also helps to know that your brain is in overload. And this part's kind of cool because you can help affect or rewire some of those connections or pathways, which helps decrease the stress rather than letting it stay fired up. It also reinforces the fact that you have to work through this grief process. Praying and reading the Bible takes you closer to God. It empowers you with his promises, reminds you that you still have a purpose. You don't have to worry about what to do with the purpose right now. You just have to know that Jeremiah 29:11 is fact. Physically filling your head and your heart with that fact helps reduce stress. And when you are physically active, the stress hormones decrease and the endorphins or the happy hormones are released. So going for a walk really physically can make you feel better. One of the things that I did that was very helpful for me was to journal. Now I'm a writer, questioner, so pouring those questions out on paper gave me an outlet for them, a place to put them. I'm going to read you an excerpt from my journal and me going boldly, though not respectfully, to the throne. And I'm adding this to show you that there is hope. Dear God, do you not see these rivers? I continue to cry almost six months after you turned my life upside down. I want to say I trust everything. Just have your way, Lord. I want to say this, but I cannot because I do not fully trust. 
I do not fully trust because you are all right to watch me suffer and you don't intervene. I know you said the road wouldn't be easy, but how much longer must I feel like this? How much longer must I search for an escape from this pain? If you specialize in brokenness, then I am the best candidate for your will. The new goal of my life is to trust you, Lord, to trust you to take all of me, all of my brokenness, and make me who you say I am to be. Your journey works. This time includes three things. Number one, like before, go to the Grief to Great Day website and sign up for our newsletter so you can get the Journey of Grief illustration. You can use the illustration as an acknowledgement that you are not alone. Put it on your refrigerator to remind you that I am here with you and that even though the podcast is new-ish, um, it's already in 10 different countries. You're not alone. Also, you can use it to start hard conversations with people when they don't really understand what you're going through. And you can use it as we walk through it together. Number two, keep coming back to the podcast. Not every episode will speak to you. Some might irritate you in a good way, and some will really help you. It's just really important that you stay connected in some way to your healing process. I wish there was a key to make it all better, but these things, grief, cannot be fixed. These are the things that we walk out together And number three, email me. The email link is below in the show notes. Tell me what your biggest struggle for the day is. Tell me how other people can help you. And let me know how I can specifically pray for you. The verse for this week is the verse I mentioned in this episode. Jeremiah 29 11. And then I'm going to read the message version because it's like, God's really just talking to you. He says, I know what I'm doing. I have it all planned out. Plans to take care of you, not abandon you. Plans to give you the future you hope for. How can that happen now? There is a way. So again, don't try to figure that part out. I know I did and I couldn't, of course. But... I hope that you see from the journal entry to now, so six months in to now, such a huge difference. Won't he do it? Seriously, won't God do it? I'd have been the least likely person to be doing this right now because I struggled so hard. But God. And our song for the week is Mandisa. It's called Stronger. When I was going through, and this is a story I'm going to share later, um, but Mandisa's CD, Freedom, was a lifeline for me. The songs on it just really spoke to me in that time and in a way that was specific. And to me, that was God. So I love Mandisa. One day I'm going to beg her to be on this show. <laughs> but for this week, listen to Mandisa's Stronger. The link 
is in the show notes below where she talks about when the waves are taking you under just just hold on a little bit longer god knows that this is going to make you stronger it's a great song i want you to sing it even if you don't believe it add that to your journey works and lastly remember just keep coming back to the house keep sitting on the couch and take the steps towards your healing thank you for being here today for showing up if this podcast has given you hope encouragement or helped you in any way share it with a friend either in a text or on your social platforms also please subscribe rate and leave a written review on itunes it's a huge blessing for me to know that you're out there lastly and this is important you are not alone connect with me on the grief to great day website the link is below and sign up for our free newsletters. I want to be able to pray for you by name. Remember, grief isn't something you're going to get over, but a great day is something you can get to.